everyone, Natalie Brown here with another episode of Soul Searcher and today I have a beautiful guest here, Marisha Inga from Bloom Wellness and she's a medical herbalist and a naturopath. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you darling for having me. You're so welcome and so we're going to be talking about um, what Marisha does and also talking a little bit going into more like the wellness aspect finding out more about herbs and um, what kind of problems and issues she can help you with, which is really interesting. And I had a bit of a gut issue, so I came and saw Marisha, didn't I? And mm-hmm. she sorted me out. <laughs> well, she is sorting me out, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're um, in process. Yeah, and it, yeah. Is, it is a process, isn't it? So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about why did you go down the road of medical herbs and naturopathy. I I started it when I had children. I started the journey. Before before I had children, I was an artist. I was a painter. I was exhibiting. Um, I was pretty busy with that. Through art school, it taught me to think critically and mm. to uh, always challenge what I was being told. Is that the deep underlying truth? What is it? Um, and when I had children, I started to ask questions. I had to ask questions about what I was being told and how I wanted my children to be brought up because I had a pretty simple upbringing. Uh, my parents had a vegetable patch. We, uh, my dad fished for the food. It was pretty much, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it came from the soil and it came and straight onto our dinner plate. Amazing. Uh, and some of my best memories as well uh, come from a uh, a Polish background and it's of my grandmother preparing food and my grandfather preparing food. He was a beekeeper, he was a gardener and we would do the tours of my aunties and great aunties' houses and my great grandmothers and they all had fruit in their gardens and there was things to pick and it was those memories and I was like, mm. I want to create that for my children. Oh, that's um, amazing. And I want to, my children to know where food came from. Yeah. Um, so that's where I started to develop. And then the more I went into it, I was, and I was just reading quite vigorously, going through library book after library book, and I was going, well, what's the actual answer? What's the right diet? Uh, what should I be eating? And, and I was like, I'm going to study this. I have to study this. And and also I wanted to know a, more about the herbs that were in my garden. Can I use them in which ways? Um, so I, I, I looked into it, but then I was like, no, no, I don't need to study again. No, but it just kept calling to me. Yeah. And so I eventually I gave in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you do. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that started the journey of um, studying to be a naturopath and medical herbalist. And it took five years. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's an amazing journey. And yeah. I think it's, it's really beautiful that you are honoring the fact that, you know, you have been brought up with that, that it's, it's mm. a really beautiful way of bringing that knowledge back into your home and also that knowledge for your clients, you know, yeah. and, um, I remember because I'm a farm girl as well, so I grew up on the farm when I was young, mm-hmm. and it was just the most amazing thing. My granddad had chickens, so he yeah. farmed with chickens, and you know we had well, they had a vegetable garden as well, and they used to drink sour milk. My granddad used to sit on 
the outside we called it a stoop which is like mm. a little area and he um used to sit there with one of those like jerry cans or whatever you want to call it metal mm -hmm. cans mm -hmm. and it was full of milk and every morning he would sit there and he would have a little cup and he would just dip it in there and drink this and oh, that was wow. his probiotics and he wow. totally believed in it it would sit in the sun for days and days and days also grew up with really fresh ingredients and, mm -hmm. and things and I think it's so important that we bring that back into our homes mm -hmm. um, and that we don't because our food is so filled with all these pesticides and chemicals yeah. and everything that we have mm. so tell us more about what kind of problems do you help people solve as well so when people come to you what yeah. do you kind of things do you help them with uh, any chronic condition mm. so uh, nothing acute if you've had a heart attack you don't come see me if you've chopped your finger off, you don't come see me to start with. You would come see me to help with the healing. Same with the heart. Um, any, uh, any condition that's long-term, you can't get to the root of. Uh, I see a lot of clients that have mental health issues. And it's not necessarily big in-your-face mental health issues. It's like, I'm just anxious. I'm tired. I feel I just lost my zest for life. Um, food's not being digested properly or I just I don't know where to turn um, I'm eating these foods but I'm I'm gaining weight and aren't I being healthy or why is my kids getting sick all the time so it's it's really quite diverse mm. but uh, it all comes down to the same root issues it's diet and lifestyle mm. uh, water yeah the basics yeah stress yeah. as well yeah. isn't it because mm. stress plays a big factor but not the biggest factor in yeah. our health which is very yeah. interesting and then so let's talk about tips for boosting wellness so um, for instance you know what are the the top tips that you can give people for really boosting their wellness yeah um, the biggest one uh, that I pick up on is that people don't drink enough water they over caffeinate so though every cup of caffeine that we have we have to have one cup of cut cup of water in order to counteract the diuretic effect of that caffeine so we might be drinking two or three cups of water a day and then drinking two or three cups of caffeine you're ending up in a negative um, state lots of processed food uh, in people's diets and, and it just creeps in and, and people don't necessarily realize that they're consuming as much as they are so things like uh, keeping a food diary keeping a sleep diary cutting out uh, screens before beds. I mean, we're all keeping up with Insta and Facebook, our emails, checking our calendars, and uh, we're not allowing our brains to shut off. They're just staying wired. Mm. Um, exercise is also a big one. I mean, coming out of winter now, we've all uh, been hibernating, but now spring it's time to get out there and get moving. Yeah. And it's going to rev up our metabolism mm. and, and in turn give us more energy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely hibernate over winter. Yeah. Um, it's too cold, too windy to get out there. But, you know, mm. I see people there and I just take my hat off to them that 
run out there with like jackets over them and the rain is pelting them and they're yeah. determined to run in the rain. Yeah. I'm like, that's dedication for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that dedicated, I have to tell you. But um, yeah, yeah. With, especially with the spring weather coming in, mm. it's really beautiful, the sun shining to get yeah. out there and, and do more. So those yeah. are great tips. And I think all of us can drink more water, definitely. Yeah. And Definitely not drink so much coffee and tea. I'm not saying cut it all out. I mean, today we are drinking. What are we drinking here? A fruity green tea. A fruity (laughs) green tea. So I'm sitting here with a beautiful cup of tea in my hand, which Marisha made for me. And um, you love whipping up beautiful teas and combinations of herbs and things like that. And they all have great benefits, don't they? Yeah. (laughs) And it's it's a simple winding down ritual that we can have in our own daily lives you know we can have a cup of tea and we can inhale it and and you know if we're having a peppermint tea and we're congested and and we're inhaling it then we're um all of our senses are are starting to take that in and we can start clearing our nose and we can start breathing deeply and calming Mm. that nervous system yeah oh my gosh I never thought about it that way yeah I just always remember that my grandma used to say everything can be fixed with a cup of tea (laughs) and she used to have the most beautiful cups and Mm. she used to do the property pot and everything you know the whole shebang basically that she put out and it was just such an experience Mm. and you literally it was a time to relax yeah. and just enjoy, you know, sit yeah. in the sun and enjoy it, yeah. which was beautiful. So we've been talking now a lot about medicinal herbs or mm-hmm. medical herbs. Um, mm-hmm. What is it and how is it used? Um, uh, m- being a medical herbalist, I am allowed to create and prescribe uh, tinctured herbs. So they are um, where I've soaked them in alcohol for um, different different times depending on the herbs or otherwise I'll buy them in so I stock Mediherb and Phytomed and they are two of the best in New Zealand so Mediherb comes out of Australia Phytomed comes as a New Zealand based uh, they do a lot of uh, rongoa uh, medicines and uh, using traditional plants New Zealand plants so they're really localized and you will find that the um, the healing abilities that those plants have are higher because they are, you know, they're closely to, related to where you are living in the situation and the energy that you have at this moment. Yeah. Mm, Energetically amazing. where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, blown away. I went to a beautiful workshop and we we were taken into the forest and you know, pick the kawa kawa and was mm-hmm. told, you know, pick the ones with the holes because mm-hmm. that's the medicinal ones and, mm-hmm. you know, all the beautiful bush and the plants and things that we have readily available. And then the other day at the retreat, when you took us through that same process, it was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, there's so much that you don't yeah. know about. There's so yeah. much to learn that you have literally in your garden, mm-hmm. in the grass, right, uh-huh. that you can just pick and yeah. it is so nutritious and mm-hmm. beautiful and good for you. Mm-hmm. And um it would be amazing to have you know to share more of that knowledge in such a way that people like us i think people on the street need to know more about that you know absolutely make it more available Mm. like that so because it's certainly something that opened my eyes to we yes we have these plants right in our on on our doorstep as such and being able to tap into that is amazing yeah yeah and they um 
they do say that like a herbalist journey is 30 years, the apprenticeship. It's not like, you know, <laughs> some, you go out there and you go, oh, I know everything. You know, mm. I learned 280 herbs in my studies and I still feel like they're all foreigners to me. Mm. So the tip that I was given was to pick a herb a month. So um, at the moment I am feeling into rosemary. So mm. I'm trying to drink it. I'm sleeping with it. I'm meditating with it. I'm researching it. I'm really trying to feel into it. Because they say that, you know, if you can learn 10 herbs that are in your garden, in your vicinity, then you could pretty much deal with a lot of your common complaints. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Sleeping with your herbs, eating your herbs. (laughs) Yes, Yes, because that's that's how you get to understand the actions they have. Mm. So sometimes they will have a particular action um, that you don't want. So I remember one of my... uh, teachers and I can't remember what herb she was trying and it was taken down to a very low potency it was tinctured uh potentized down so it was she was getting very little of the active constituents and she was trialing it and she goes whew I couldn't take more than three days of it I felt like an old woman I was so tired couldn't breathe I couldn't walk up the stairs and Mm. she was like this is the perfect herb for an elderly. So th- sometimes the action it creates is what you need to stimulate the change in someone else's. And that's kind of the basis of homeopathy. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm learning so much through <laughs> yeah. this conversation. That is amazing. I've actually got goosebumps. That's really cool. So during a consultation, mm-hmm. talk us through what happens because I'm sure people would love to know when they come and see you, what mm-hmm. can they expect? Okay, so um, well, uh, after you've made an appointment, what I do is I send out a questionnaire and it's a basic questionnaire and it's used to kind of start triggering your memory and your thoughts about what's going on, um, what exactly you want to deal with because we, we all have a myriad of health issues. But if we can focus on one, we can tend to deal with the others by virtue of dealing with that one. Mm. So focus on that one. Uh, I learn about your uh, lifestyle choices, uh, alcohol consumption, uh, you keep a food diary for me. So when you come in, I'll have all of that information and we start going a bit de- more in depth. So I'll start digging and digging and s- seeing where the weak areas are. So it will take about an hour and a half, but I tend to take longer than that. We tend to sit down and have a good conversation. Um, and I think it's really important because then I get to understand uh, my clients and then I can tailor my treatment protocol to them mm. specifically so I will spend about an hour asking questions and we will um, dig around and we'll look at all your different body systems and because each body system in in the medical world they isolate so they isolate the heart or they isolate your kidneys but in naturopathy we don't see anything as Uh, an individual issue we see it as a whole so what else is affecting the kidney what other body systems are going on Um, and and start like weaving a a a spider web we start joining all the dots what's going on and how all the different symptoms are leading to um uh leading to the cause uh, and then we, we keep, yeah, keep layering and laying it. So then what I will then do is do a physical examination. And I'll look at your iridology, tongue, 
fingernails. I'll do standard tests like your blood pressure. I might listen to your respiratory system, have a look in your ears. Uh, I'm just looking, and it all depends on what uh, you're showing up. I'll also possibly do some stress testing to see how well your body is dealing with stress and how long that stress has been going on and how depleted the body is. And I'll use those, not necessarily, they're not to diagnose, they are to help uh, keep spinning that web and, and put, uh, connecting all the dots and, and just broadening my understanding about what's going on within the body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when I come to see you, I said to you, this is yeah. the most like I've ever been examined, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. it is, it's a process that you go through where mm. you check literally everything you ask about everything mm. because it all it all forms a picture at the yeah. end and I could see like as we were talking the light bulbs going on for you going mm, you know this is you know I have yeah. a fair idea of what's yeah. going on for you right yeah. now and that was really great to yeah. see sometimes people will be sick for a long time mm. and they won't go and mm. see anyone so yeah naturopathy is I feel like a lot more of a holistic way of going, yeah. you know, and looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. Really yeah. digging down, like you say, yeah. into those symptoms and yeah. finding out how yeah. Yeah. holistically you can help people. Mm. And that's amazing. And because it's it's not just like, uh, and I see a lot of people who have are on antidepressants or they're on some kind of anti-anxiety uh, medication and, and it's, t- it's treating the symptom and, and we're not actually digging deeper and going, well, why aren't we making enough neurotransmitters? What's going on in your body? Are you using them up too quickly? Is your digestion not working efficiently? Have you got some kind of chemical overload which is actually affecting the way the body's working? Mm-hmm. So it's it's really it's about digging deeper. And so we've got we've got emergency medicine there for us if we need it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I will refer if we need it. Yeah. Uh, but there's so much we can do before we have to go there. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, I found iridology very interesting. Yeah. It's the first time I came across that. So talk to mm. us a little bit about what that is and what kind of... Well, why are you using iridology? Um, I just... I use iridology as a tool. It's not... Um, it's not something that I've studied extensively. It's just something... An, another element to what I have studied. Uh so I, it's really helpful to look in someone's eye and it will tell us a little bit about what systems are under-functioning or hyper-functioning. Um, it tells us a little bit about how your kidneys or your bowels or your blood sugars are affecting other organs mm-hmm. because sometimes it's actually what we think and we come in here for a cause. It's actually, that's not the cause. It's it's something going on over there. So iridology is helpful sometimes for me to go, oh, I haven't actually looked at this body system. What? How else can we dig around in here? Um, and it's also good to see uh, how long the disease has been going on because, you know, we'll have heightened white, heightened hyperpigment if it's short term and it's under quick stress and it will start to darken and deepen if it's been a long time. Um, the interesting thing about iridology as well is it can also be genetic and it can be ancestral. It doesn't necessarily um, mean that this is caused by your lifestyle factors at this moment. 
So that's always important to keep in mind too. And so mm. then we've just got to learn to look at ways in order for you to keep on top of what's going on within your body because yeah. we've all got areas of weakness. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I just found it really fascinating, especially looking at my eye and being able to understand. Because your body tells you. Yes. It absolutely tells you when there's something wrong and you have to listen to that. You know, like with this gut thing, I know my gut's been knocking at the door going, come on, you know, something's not right. You're you're feeling out of balance. You need to go and tend to it. And Mm. then that's, you know, how we kind of... Um, got together yeah. but um so that's during a consultation and then what happens after a consultation usually like to take about a week because it usually takes me a couple of days to digest what we've talked about to really start thinking about um treatment protocols yeah to probably a, a few days and then I'll come up with a treatment plan and we sort of like to I like to work on the um, idea that, you know, if you're still seeing me in a year for the same issue, I haven't done my job. Uh, But generally, per year that the issue's going on, it takes about a month for us to overcome it. Yeah, so, you know, if it's been five years, you've got to realise that maybe it will take five months at least for you to start to notice that real change. So we'll have that consult, uh, we'll have the follow-up, and then generally we go fortnightly or monthly until we've got on top of your health issues and then it's just uh coming in when you feel like you need a top up yeah Yeah. like a maintenance yeah yeah Yeah. maintenance session and also that's um one way that uh naturopathy excels is i've got some amazing herbs if you get sick Mm -hmm. and i've managed to keep myself my whole family have got the flu everyone's got the flu this winter and I started to get it and I just got on top of it with those herbs and they just like you could feel them working they're amazing amazing. they're magic oh absolutely I believe I totally believe plants every single medicine that we need are out there Mm. you know in this world on this earth to heal every single ailment that we could possibly imagine or think Mm. of or that we have And you were saying, you know, that it takes time for the body to adjust itself and heal Mm. and stuff. And it's the same with energy healing. You know, when once we've kick-started, because energy healing is basically us um, as a conduit sending energy to the body Mm. so that it kick-starts the the self-healing mechanism of the body. That's it. And that's so herbs work the same way, right? And, um, And it takes time. I always say to clients, you know, uh, you will feel great now after the healing session, but within seven days you'll feel very different, and then mm. it continues after that. So you need yeah. follow-up sessions, and mm-hmm. it's the same with, you know, herbs and and yeah. food as yeah. such, and everything that we put in yeah. our bodies. Yeah, and it's and it's not me that's doing any kind of healing; it's all you. So yes. depending on your level of engagement, depends mm. on how quickly and how uh, well the protocol works. Yeah, 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 and I am. Um, how long have I been using those vitamins and or the vitamin B and stuff like that? Probably Five a week days? now or yeah. so. And I can already feel the difference That's good. within yeah. my body yeah. just through, you know. Um, and what was the test that you did? You did a test with yeah. me, didn't you? I bought, uh, yeah, Cell Wellbeing. And it is a, um, a machine that scans your hair sample and it uh, tests the way that your epigenetics are presenting. So it looks at the way that your genes are behaving and as a result of lifestyle, food, environmental factors and then comes up with a plan that's about 34 pages 
which is uh, based on what's happening in your body and then the um, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, uh, lifestyle factors that need to happen in order to correct it. So it comes up, you know, it says, oh, you might need magnesium, but it's it's not necessarily saying you have to take magnesium. These are the foods. Have you got enough of these foods in your diet? How can we increase this? Um, and it's a great way, like it um, has EMF, um, and a lot of people don't think about what their exposure is to radiation and cell phones and we have them next to our bed and actually that affects the way that our cells are presenting and our then likelihood to have disease within the body. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so EMF, that, that brings us um, onto chemicals uh-huh. and EMF and yeah. you know how this all affects the or how it's in the food and in our environment. So how can we reduce the chemical intake that we have in our mm. foods and in, in our environment and yeah. everything? Yeah, it's pretty hard in the modern uh, day. But we can start by just taking small steps, you know, every day. So um, the, the first step you want to take is to have clean water. Um, and actually, I had a gentleman explain this to me last night, and I was like, oh, that's really good. So he's like... When you buy meat at the supermarket and it's covered in um, the styrofoam, what is it? The, the styrofoam. styrofoam. Yeah. That is to protect the meat and make sure that it's okay. And it's the same with our water. It has chlorine in it and it's to protect the water, but we don't want to be drinking that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's something else that our body has to detoxify. So the first thing that people should look at is just having clean water, getting a, a filter at home. Um, they're relatively inexpensive. I think if you have one installed at your um, incoming water line, it's $100. A plumber will install one and that will just filter out all that chlorine. And then you're not also putting it on your skin when you're having a shower because it's just another big exposure. Whatever goes on our skin will immediately go into our blood and then it's circulating the body. It has not been filtered by our liver. It is just going around and it will do as much damage as it can. That's what free radicals do. They, they uh, grab a cell from wherever they can and they leave another cell without a molecule. So that it will go around and it will try and take another molecule from somewhere else. And that's how free radicals work within the body. But that's the <laughs> basics of it. And then we've got... Um, xenoestrogens and they are um, estrogens that come in from our food sources from our cosmetics from our soaps they're just they're everywhere they're actually even when you put your clothes in the dryer it creates the xenoestrogens and the thing with xenoestrogens is they mimic estrogen so they'll either bind to estrogen receptors or they'll block the receptors in our hormone system so a lot of women I mean, it's hard enough being a woman as it is and managing our hormones, but let alone when we go bombard our body. And so, um, uh, yeah, our liver becomes overwhelmed because it's got to detoxify this. It's just like one great big cycle. Gosh, I'm thinking I'm going to put my washing out in the sunshine now (laughs) all the time because that's kind of, I was just, I just got this beautiful fresh smell of washing that's been sun dried. Just, I miss that so much. But, you know, we live in New Zealand, right? We have to be realistic. We have four seasons in one day, so it's not always possible. But where possible, you know, putting our clothes out in the sun also Mm. because the sun 
um, energizes yeah. our clothes and us getting out into the sun with a mm. vitamin D and it mm. energizes us as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then, yeah, we've also got our household cleaning products and, you know, they often say that our houses are, are more chemically laden to be in than outside or in a city because we we spray away and we want it super clean, but uh, what we're spraying everywhere is um, we're inhaling. Yeah. And again, it's, then the body's got to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. And if you are not feeding your body mm. and you're not getting the right nutrients to be able to fight those things, yeah. it's very interesting. And also our consumerist kind of lifestyle as well. We buy a lot of new furniture, a lot of new clothes, and all of those have been sprayed with flame retardants and they also have other reactions in our bodies that are um, made from synthetic uh, materials lots of glues and so we're breathing that in mm. and I mean um, when you look at killer whales and there was a documentary that always comes to mind of the killer whales and they're dying because they've got too many toxins in their systems and the reason is is they eat stingrays who eat the crustaceans that are on the floor in the estuaries and that's our water supply. That's our water. That's we are we are killing the killer whales and we're killing ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's scary. You yeah. know. And I guess the best way to be is just to create awareness of yeah. this for yourself and for your family and everyone that's around you. Yeah. And that's why I love talking about these things because it is about building that beautiful yeah. awareness for people that we can return back to basics yeah okay we can there are plants there are beautiful things in this world on this earth that can help heal us that can sustain Mm. us and we don't have to um buy everything that the magazines say you know or buy everything that's on television and um and really just honoring the fact that we do have to look after our planet and we have to look after ourselves and our families and the oceans is so important yeah and we can do that through you know just tapping into the things that we have readily available in Mm -hmm. our gardens and growing our own vegetables Mm -hmm. and you know eating sustainable meat and all those kind of things and just you know we don't have to buy new furniture all the time Mm. we can buy second hand and yep. it's going to cut your exposure, second-hand clothing, just little steps, you know. Like uh, if you uh, buy a second-hand item of clothing and you wear it for a year and you wear it 30 times, that um, doubles the sustainability of the clothing line. Mm. Yeah, it's simple, simple steps, little yeah. ones. And it's like it's best not to let yourself just get overwhelmed and just go, oh, I'm going to pick one thing. And this week I'm going to incorporate lemon and white vinegar. And that's going to be my cleaning supplies. Yeah. yeah. Actually, let's talk about, that's an interesting one as well. Let's talk about, for an example, you just said lemon and vinegar as a cleaning mm. you know, agent, if we mm-hmm. can call it that, mm-hmm. in your home. Um, also bicarbonate of soda. Mm-hmm. You know, and lemon is really, really good, and yeah. bicarbonate of soda and vinegar yeah. is really good as well. But what other kind of things can people use in their home that they can make at home, mm-hmm. um, which they can then replace their chemicals? Uh, that's all I use. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't actually got onto. I I might use soap nuts. I went through a 
soap nuts for the uh, washing the clothes. Uh, other than that, I don't use anything. So a lot of people, you know, they when they sometimes open their fridge and they go, mm. oh my gosh, mm-hmm. there's some smelly onions in here or yeah. t- you know, whatever, mm-hmm. the vegetables and things. Just putting a sachet of charcoal in your oh. fridge actually takes the smells and stuff out. Yeah. So instead of taking everything out, cleaning your mm. fridge out with chemicals mm. and all sorts of things, the charcoal actually absorbs the smells, which is really great. So do onions. And, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So the... Uh... So an onion, a cut white onion, uh, has been traditionally placed in the corners of home when you have sick people. Yes, yes. that I know about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also you should never eat a cut onion as well that, that you've had in the fridge or anywhere. Because it loses its um, nutrients and potency or what no, happens with it? because it absorbs the toxins. Ah, it absorbs yeah. the toxins. Yeah, so you can even cut onions when you're painting at home and it will start absorbing the toxins that are in the air. Is it okay mm. if you keep it in a bag or closed up even if mm. after it's cut or do you just need to use the whole onion? I just use the whole onion. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Oh my gosh. You know, there's so many things that we can learn through this. And another really cool tip that I um, know of as well is taking half a lemon, mm. putting it in a bowl of water in your microwave and then oh. putting it on for a couple of minutes. It cleans your microwave beautifully. Literally, you can just wipe it off and then it's done. You don't yeah. even have to scrub, use any chemicals or anything. And the same for your oven. Oh. It works amazingly. So I've yeah. tried that one. I know it does work. <laughs> so there's so many something. Yeah. amazing things that we could do. So we've talked about the different chemicals and everything, mm-hmm. but how is it actually affecting our health as such? So the um, the the most, what I feel is the most important organ in your body. I mean, they all have, you couldn't live without any of them, but the liver plays such a massive role. Because it detoxifies everything. Mm. It detoxifies not just the food we eat, the air we breathe, the, well, in part, and the, um, the water, but also our emotions and our stress. Because all of that, I mean, if you don't feel like that, that might have an effect on your liver. What happens if you start thinking about stress and the, the shoulders go up and you might start frowning and and that all of that co- creates chemical processes within the body and so that the liver has to deal with that and i've heard um and i've seen in some books they talk about like the liver is where 90% of all disease or cancers come from because it's literally the liver that has to clean out all of these uh cells that are not doing their job properly yeah yeah so by just taking simple steps and making sure that you've got plenty of fresh greens in your diet, lots of fresh greens, some herbs from the garden, mm. um, and some clean water. I mean, you've, you've taken some huge steps there. So what kind of foods can we consume that will help sustain or help boost our liver function as such? If okay. you can maybe give us a couple of, of examples. Uh, yeah, okay. So bitter and sour foods are the... Are the foods that increase our digestive en- enzymes, and that's what we want the the liver to do is to and the bowels to do is to increase the enzymes that they are producing in order to detoxify them. Um, and we need plenty of water for the bowels to run smoothly to actually take these toxins that have been bound up in the fiber and the greens that we're eating, 
and actually move them out of our body. Because when we become constipated, what happens is the all the fluid that was in our bowel starts to be reabsorbed. And in that fluid is our bound up toxins. Mm. And it just goes and recirculates. So um, the bitter foods are, are like your um, rocket, uh, cress, spinach, dandelion, you know, lots of greens, uh, sour as well uh, is traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, so think of like uh, tart foods. Oh, yeah. And don't forget about the lemons, you know, lemon and apple cider vinegar in the morning uh, when you first wake up. So you could put um, a squeeze of lemon in, put a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, put some cinnamon in, a dash of cinnamon, a bit of ginger, uh, maybe a bit of honey to sweeten if you're not used to that strong flavour. Uh, you could put a bit of cayenne pepper to wake up the metabolism. And so then you would put some warm water and not hot because that will uh, kill off the enzymes that are working in the apple cider vinegar. And you can drink that back and that's going to help uh, stimulate all of those functions that are happening within your stomach and within your bowel. And uh, remember though, when you're having that, that that's really acidic to the teeth. Uh, so make sure that you're having breakfast afterwards and not letting that sit on your teeth. Yeah. Um, would it be advisable to have some probiotic yogurt afterwards with that, or is it working against what it is doing in this in the gut? Um, so like if you were to eat uh, probiotic yogurt or probiotic foods, so the way that they work is they're just easily digestible. Okay. Yeah. So they're not necessarily uh, unless it's an actual. Um, probiotic supplement as such or it has that those quantities all it's doing is is make it's pre it's pre-digested for you yeah so the nutrients that are in there are easily absorbable so it's it's kind of different okay so don't have probiotic yogurt necessarily after you've had your beautiful um apple cider vinegar thing so i'd love to share that recipe with people who's Mm -hmm. listening to this if that you know they want to have it so I'll pop that on my website, mm-hmm. um, on my Facebook page, which is literally how you can kickstart or boost your liver. And mm. if Marisha is happy to share that yeah, with us. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So I know that you grow your own vegetables, you have your mm-hmm. own garden. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite herb to use out of your garden? You said you're using rose. Well, you're using rosemary at the yeah. moment yeah. and you're getting to know rosemary and stuff. Mm-hmm. But what is... Probably if you could pick one herb, what's your favourite? Uh, uh, calendula is my favourite at the moment because it's in bloom. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so calendula, you can eat it. You can eat the flowers. Um, but mostly I pick the flowers to dry and I use them uh, in herbal oils. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and you can either use them um, and make a balm. So most people think of calendula as for nappy rash. Yes. It's strongly um, very good for treating any kind of candida type um, external infection. It's very good for the lymphatic system. So uh, even applying it in an oil on the skin is going to help. It's really great for children, you yeah. know, because herbs aren't necessarily easy to get in kids. But, you know, we can smear ourselves in herbal oil and um, it's beneficial and it's not going to harm us. Yeah. yeah. And it's actually so super simple to be able to make your own infused oil mm. with beautiful herbs and things. And at the retreat that we were on, you know, we all got, got a chance to be able to make, you know, mm. something like a beautiful wild salad and 
a gorgeous oil and things like yeah. that. And it's so nice to be able to make your own stuff, know where it's coming from, mm. know what's in there, you know, and that, you know, you're putting it on your skin or you're putting it in your body and you feel good about it because mm. you've actually done something for yourself. So yeah. not only is it physically helping you, it's energetically helping you as well, which but is so great. we also did it together as women. Yeah. And that's what we used to do. Yeah. What we used to mm. do is we used to harvest the food and together mm. we would process it. Yes. We wouldn't do it individualistically. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's so yeah. special, and it's where the the conversations happen and the bonding, yeah. yeah. And then we infuse that love into mm-hmm. what we're making, yeah. And that's what I miss because I very much grew up with that same mm. in that same kind of environment where we always got together. Food would be a massive, mm. you know, thing for us, and yeah. everyone would bring food. We'd all cook together, make salads together, and have beautiful fresh meats and eggs and whatever you know was was going and it is about like you said it is infused with love Mm. because through that conversation and the energy and the happiness and the joy that goes on whilst you are making things and whilst you are enjoying those people's company and that uh, totally just uh i've just had something flash in my mind and it's like we could the, the healthiest people on earth, if they do not have love, if they do not have community, it doesn't matter. They can still look mi- miserable. Absolutely. You know? So yeah. even if you can't supply yourself with all of those organic fruits and vegetables and food that has less processing, if you can infuse it with your love and your intention, you're already on the path. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, when Marisha cooks food you can really taste the love within her food. I mean, it was just the most incredible food that we had at this retreat. And mm. you can really feel like when you when you eat that food that it, there's so much love and there's so much behind it, you know, that mm. you don't even see, but it just feeds your body. It just raises your vibration in a way that mm. you can't explain. Yeah, mm. and... I love that. I love that. So now (laughs) you inspired me again to be able to, you know, when I'm cooking to say, I love cooking and I, because I do love cooking, but it almost becomes like mundane sometimes because we rush through life and Mm. we, you know, things get so busy and maybe you can give some tips around because we have such busy lives around things that we could do that could still help our nutrition in a way. Okay, yeah. but um, you said to me, oh, Natalie, cook some things and then freeze it and then you, you yeah. can just pull it out of the freezer and yeah. add it to soups and do whatever you want. But mm. are there any real tips that you use that really helps to um, helps our busy mums? Yeah, I think the, the biggest tip is to prepare ahead. Okay. Yeah, because the weeks are busy, mm. and especially if you've, got, if you've got children or you're working or you're doing sports. I mean, we don't have the time always to prepare that really nutritious meal five days, seven days a week. So if you've got time on a Sunday afternoon, you can prepare, just bulk prepare. You can still infuse it with your love and then you might have your roast veggies or you've got your pre-cut vegetables and you can just throw it into a stir fry or pour some curry over the top and you've got, you've got it there. Yeah. yeah, so keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. plan ahead. I think yeah. planning for me definitely... Mm-hmm planning is the key yeah like if I don't have my meals 
prepared or not prepared mm. as such but planned out for the week I get to the day and I'm like oh yeah. I just will throw something together you yes, know yes. but I make I think for me as well one really important thing is um I don't like online shopping no. okay I love yeah. going to the fruit and veg store and walking mm. around the mm. store because I can feel the energy from the fruit and the vegetables yeah. and I energetically almost feel what my body needs and yeah. what my family needs and mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful way of being able to choose your own fruit you know picking up a piece of fruit and smelling it there's mm. just nothing like it fresh yeah. fruit and vegetables yeah. and um, being able to pre- prepare it in that way where mm. you know you have you have a, a whole array of yeah. fruit and vegetables in front of you how can you not be inspired yeah. by that you know yeah <laughs> and then you've got the seasonality that we haven't really talked about either and if you can get to a farmer's market where they've, they've got local produced food mm. then you know that you're actually eating what the bo- the body needs at this time yeah. you know we've got bananas and pineapples available 24 7 52 weeks of the year and that's not necessarily what we need because they're high energy foods and and at the moment we've got if we look out in the garden we've got so many young greens coming up Mm -hmm. and also traditionally it would be a time where we started to fast you know the stores were getting a bit low and the vegetables uh, that we've planted or that are germinating aren't actually coming coming up yet Mm -hmm. so it's a bit of fasting lots of young um greens and that's that's going to look after us if we you know look to our environment as well yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah I love that I love that so just lastly I know Mm. you love making beautiful teas Mm -hmm. and perhaps we can talk about one particular um beautiful green leaves or leaf that we have in our garden which is dandelion actually isn't it and you can I know you can use the root you can use the flowers you can use the leaves so talk us about talk to us about how we can use this beautiful plant yeah so um dandelions are just coming out of hibernation now they've they've gone into the root for the um winter and they're just starting and all the young shoots are coming up now so this is the best time spring is the best time for picking it it's either spring or autumn when the energy goes back into the root so uh, we can be picking the leaves and and adding the leaves to our salad making sure that we're picking dandelion Uh, the roots are are also a really long tape root and that kind of gives you an idea of uh, how nutritious the plant is right because if you think about the top of the soil you know a lot of plants have already taken that energy but because it's got that long tape root it's getting that energy and those nutrients from below in the clay so the leaves are going to have that energy and the root is a quite a strongly it's nutritive but it's also quite strongly detoxifying uh, so we can uh, pick that root and clean it up and you can either add it to your apple cider vinegar so chop it up and, and add it to apple cider vinegar and leave it for six weeks and you've kind of made a tincture there um, and or otherwise you can dry it so you can uh, put it in a dehydrator or, or in an oven at a really low temperature and, and uh, roast it that way mm. and then have it as roasted dandelion root coffee amazing or, yeah or and uh, as I made you the other week a chai with it yeah. so I added some other spices like cinnamon and uh, cayenne I put fennel in 
licorice for a bit of sweetness, uh, cloves and fit. Oh no, I said fennel. Aniseed. Oh, I just throw everything that's in the pot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just anything. Oh, that looks good. Let yeah, me just grab yeah. that one. Oh, we could have a bit of that. <laughs> then it's a good digestive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, honestly, and honestly, like I yeah. said to you earlier on, I felt so tired after I had that, and you yeah. said to me because I was detoxifying. Yeah. So it's your body's <laughs> natural so way of going. Okay, go to sleep because you detoxify. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was rather strong. Yeah. A lot of my creations are sort of at a, at a whim and not all of them are very successful. Um, going back to picking the dandelion. So if you don't pick the whole root, then you allow the plant to come back again. Because if there's a bit of root there, it will it will regenerate. Also, you've got to be really careful when you pick dandelion because it absorbs lead. So you don't want to pick it around old houses or anywhere where cars used to drive. Uh, I, I believe lead is also in a lot of our um, garden sprays. So where you've sprayed, it's not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is amazing. Thank you so much. I mean, I've learned just through this conversation today, I've learned so much. And it makes me excited to be able to have this knowledge and just to go out and now I want to just go pick stuff and I want to <laughs> brew stuff and I want to cook stuff you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really inspires me and I hope that this talk inspires you to go out and really get into the garden and plant you know this is spring so yeah. let's get into the garden and plant those vegetables and mm. you know just get and and really there's nothing more beautiful than picking that salad leaf that you've grown and nurtured and mm. that's been beautifully nurtured by the sunshine as well and having that fresh in a salad it's just mm. amazing so um i hope you enjoyed this podcast today thank you so much marisha thanks for being here and thanks. for sharing your beautiful knowledge and if you want to find out more about marisha please visit her website and please give us your website address it's just uh www.bloomwellness.nz great and um yeah marisha is full of knowledge she has shelves full of herbs yes. <laughs> and teas so whenever you come to her house or to her clinic she'll always offer you one of her beautiful teas and she's got great intuition to be able to pick you know these beautiful herbs that really help you and she fully understands she works with you individually and fully understands what it is that you need to be able to or your body needs to be able to get better. So that's the end of today's little episode. I hope you have a fantastic day. And wherever you are, go out and plant those seeds and enjoy your beautiful herbs until we speak again.